All right, now back with me here on Next on the T is PGA professional Jim Estes. Let me remind you about Jim's background. He's from Washington, D.C., started off playing his college golf at the University of Tennessee before transferring back home to the University of Maryland. He won the 1985 Maryland Amateur Championship, turned pro in 1988. He played on what was then the Hogan Tour, now we know it as the Corn Ferry Tour, and won the 1989 Greater Ozarks Open. In 1995, Jim was the PGA of America National Player of the Year. In 96, he won the Nike Inland Empire Open. Off the course in 2007, Jim was recognized with Golf Magazine's Innovator Award. That same year, Jim co-founded the Salute Military Golf Association, which you've heard me talking about for years, for the great things he and his team are doing to help our wounded service veterans either learn or relearn the game of golf. In 2008, Jim was recognized with the Mid-Atlantic Section's President's Award for outstanding contributions to the local community. He was the Mid-Atlantic Section Player of the Year that same year, and in 2010, he won the PGA Patriotic Award. Jim has been recognized by Golf Digest as one of the best teachers in the country every year since 2011. He has helped over 50 players realize their dream of playing college golf. In 2017, Jim was the low club professional in the Senior PGA Championship, and I'm very excited to have him back again with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Jim, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, man, it's it's always a pleasure to be with you. You're such a, a great benefit to so many people that love the game, and uh, it's always an honor and a privilege to be on your show, Chris. I uh, I hope I can uh, live up to all that stuff you just said, man. That was a, a whole lot of stuff. I'm an old man. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I appreciate you, Jim, and thank you very much for saying that. That means a great deal to me, my friend. So, yes, sir. Jim, what's going on up in Maryland? Uh, you and I were talking off air. Seems like uh, just like you know, here down here in Atlanta, we're we're starting to open things back up. Our governor has lifted the uh, the lid on a lot of things, but uh, it seems like up in Maryland, not so much the case. No, absolutely not. We uh, we're still on the rise. COVID is uh, unfortunately we're getting about 800 cases every day. It's still growing in numbers. I think we're up to like 19,000 cases in Maryland and right across the river in Virginia. Everything's business as usual. So um, yeah, we've been shut down since March 13th at Olney Golf Park, and um, fortunately, uh, the management and the owner got the PPP loan, and so everybody there's good. And I. Uh, my academy there shut down, but um, I've been doing a lot of Zoom lessons. And, you know, SMGA usually starts the master's week. Uh, we usually have seven locations that do an eight-week coaching program for wounded veterans. And uh, so we're having to move our our program back to June 1st, probably. I mean, it's still, we're going to have a board meeting tomorrow night to sort of figure that out. But it looks like um, everything is going to change as we know it, Chris. I mean, you know, golf as we know it, uh, you know, my coaching will be with probably with gloves and, and uh, you know, probably I'm going to wear a mask and, and you know, I'm, I'll be sure to let the all the parents and juniors and everybody that know that we're going to, you know, have sanitizer, hand sanitizer and so on. So it's uh, it's a new normal. We're, uh, we're all facing. Yeah. So there's a couple of things there I want to touch on. So let's talk about that last part first. You know, as an instructor, Jim, are, are you typically a hands-on kind of instructor, you know, because now with, with the social distancing and, and to your point, the gloves and the mask and all that sort of stuff, are you, are you going to have to, you know, kind of re relearn how to teach it in a certain way? Because, you know, you, you touch people, you know, what they got the grip in the hands. Are you used to re readjusting people's hands and their grips and 
that sort of thing. What's, what's teaching going to be like for you once this all gets back to at least semi-normal? Yeah. So, you know, I got uh, the privilege of working with and watching a lot of great teachers and so many of them were hands-on, you know, guys like Jim Flick and Dr. Jim Suddy and Tom Padre and, uh, you know, Manuel Delaterre and, uh, uh, I mean, just some great guys. I mean, you know, like all the Golf Digest school guys, Davis Love and Jim uh, or uh, Peter Koss, all those guys were hands-on guys. But, you know, I also worked with adaptive golf uh, for 14 years and we worked with blind and we worked with people that, you know, have all sorts of, of neurological deficits as it relates to holding the golf club. They don't have feeling in their hands. And so, you know, you have to tap into the sensory system that they work best with. And, you know, obviously with technology now, we have ground force, we have ground reaction force uh, technology, we have video, we have 3D technology, you know, with K-Motion and Body Track and Swing Cat and V1 and, you know, Track Man. So, you know, with technology, you can really learn a lot about what's going on. Um, and you can really teach with biofeedback and never, you know, like I've got the KVS software and the garment, you know, we'll keep clean. We'll, we'll instruct the guys how to put it on and they can go through the biofeedback training with auditory tones to get their body in the right position. And, and, uh, I don't have to touch them. I just have to tell them, you know, how to put the, uh, the gear on and the software, you know, with the auditory tones and they can see themselves in three dimensions and. They can move with motion training. You can, and biofeedback, you can learn an awful lot, uh, about how to move. And, um, you know, uh, obviously touching tees and touching doorknobs and, and all of the things that we take for granted will no longer be, uh, something that, uh, you know, I'm going to get medical grade disinfected for my studios, uh, you know, to make sure everything's clean in there. And obviously I'm going to be sending out emails to all my customers and all, all of the parents who are, you know, going to have natural ap apprehension as it relates to sending them kids, their kids anywhere. Right. I mean, so, um, you know, you got to do your due diligence as an instructor to make sure that your clients um, know you care about them first and foremost and their health. Right. I mean, that's the most important thing. Knock on wood as, as an instructor and as a, as an SMG organization, we've never had anybody get injured. I mean, and we're talking with guys with triple EMT, sometimes quads, some neurological things and, you know, brain injuries and, you know, amputations, upper and lower extremities. So we're lucky um, that, you know, Judy Alvarez and some of the people that my mentors that I worked with, you know, in 2004, five, six, going over Walter Reed, um, just learning from the doctors over there, the therapists and the therapeutic rec people, you know, the best practices as to, to how to talk to people, um, you know, with that do feel the invisible, invisible effects of war. So that holds true with anybody. I mean, nobody cares what you know until they know you care, right? So that's really what it's all about. So, Jim, let's let's talk a little bit about the SMBA. And, and certainly, I think people that listen to this show on a regular basis have heard me talking about the great jobs that uh, that you and your team have done over the years. For for those tuning in, you know, tonight, talk about what the SMGA is and how you got involved. Sure. Um, well, you know, like Billy Bartlett was a Vietnam vet who I was giving lessons to, and he was driving guys. This was 2005 and six, the height of the war, driving guys to restaurants to have dinner with their families. And he asked me to come 
to Walter Reed and, and talk to them about golf because obviously some of the back then, the, I mean, it, it was just terrible in terms of the amount of people that were being injured and, you know, the people that died in the war in Vietnam are now living. And so they were, they were coming back with terrible, terrible injuries. And so we got them out playing golf. Um, in 2007, we founded SMGA, Jamie, uh, Winslow. He's a, a kid I've known since I was six years old. We, we thought, you know, golf has so many great things like getting people out on the green grass and sunshine and learning a game. And, and so our mission is to build and grow, uh, and empower, um, combat wounded veterans, post 9-11 combat wounded veterans to really build relationships with their brothers in arms using the game of golf. And, um, you know, our program is, is family inclusive. We, we have catered lunches. It's all donated. All the golf equipment, if you're, you know, through TaylorMade, um, they've been a great partner for so many years. Um, like we started in 2007 and, um, we've dedicated through our volunteers and through our board members so much time and energy to, uh, helping these guys. And we have golf experiences for them, like go to the masters and they play in the PGA tour pro-ams and Russell, you know, uh, the, the pro-am jam with, uh, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish Monday after the masters and Russell Wilson pro-am jam. We get, we get invited to PGA tour events and, uh, you know, so it's, it's really for me as an instructor and, and so many PGA professionals have helped out um, over the years, we've worked with almost 50 PGA professionals that have gotten trained in adaptive golf. And we have a, a summit, a fly-in where guys can come in from all over the country. We're at Chambers Bay. We're in Colorado. We're in SMGAs in Boston. We're in the Adirondacks. Uh, we're in Hawaii, Mo Radke out in Hawaii, Paul Sarniak in Colorado and, you know, Chambers Bay, Brad Zip. And, you know, we're in Oregon. We're in Jacksonville, Florida, Carolinas, Brad, uh, Clayton is a master professional and he, he had a, an accident and lost part of his arm and he's doing a great job at, uh, you know, at Camp Lejeune in Fort Bragg. And he gets every year he gets named the golf digest list for one of the best teachers in the Carolinas. And so we're really fortunate. You know, Gary Shaw has got this new project golf that he's, he's doing down in Myrtle Beach and we're going to partner with PGA Hope and bring, uh, golf to, uh, veterans down in Myrtle beach. And it's, that's a big area. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're growing, uh, it's, it's a minor setback to, uh, to have our clinic series, our, our coaching program start up late, but I think we're still going to get our, our 16 weeks in, uh, knock on wood. Um, uh, it might be a little colder in October, uh, you know, finishing up our, so we do a spring and then we do a, a fall clinic series, but we usually start in the summer. For the, and end up in, in, uh, late fall. But, um, so yeah, I mean, over the years, we've had, uh, almost 4,000 veterans go through our program. Um, and we've got 25 locations. We've got over 60 clinic series and some of the new locations this year are going to be Jacksonville, Florida. And, uh, so like I said, you know, Taylor May's been in, been alongside for so many years helping us out providing custom fitted golf clubs for all the vets and we've got this american golfer program that gives veterans the opportunity to get five private lessons on a custom fitting with any golf pro that's not in one of our clinics uh, that isn't located or doesn't reside near one of our clinic locations so the pga uh, professionals 
that have been so kind through the years to to give their time. And of course, they get paid, but you know they're not getting paid their their hourly rate. So most of those guys are really generating, uh, you know, not only fundraising for us, but also doing a program like the American Golf Program for us. We get like a hundred and fifty applicants every year, and we can only take a hundred, Chris. And it it takes uh you know about twelve hundred dollars per person to go through the program um with the clubs and and the lessons and everything so um you know that's 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 a chunk of change and so uh you know we're always looking for ways to uh to build the program and grow it and um obviously that takes money in and so we've partnered with Booz Allen Hamilton over the years they've done 20 tournaments in each of the cities that they have uh in office and they've provided almost $150,000 a year uh, of our $900,000 budget. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm fortunate. I, I've got wonderful people that really have a heart for the troops. We've got guys on the board that work at the Pentagon and, uh, we've got purple heart guys and we've got guys in, um, Chris, Chris Johnson at ESPN. He's the manager, uh, um, there. Um, he gets a lot of, um, good, uh, you know, people in the Washington area that are celebrities to, uh, to help out and spread the word. And, um, so, uh, for just an idea that two guys had, um, and just, I mean, really my buddy, Jamie, he's just, he was an SAE and he played college golf at GW and he's got a lot of friends. Um, uh, you know, he works as a lobbyist and he's got a lot of friends in Washington and he's got a lot of friends period. And, and, you know, the tournament that we do every year in June, that now it's going to be moved to August, but it raises almost a hundred thousand dollars and almost net a hundred thousand. And, um, you know, it's not, um, something that we take lightly. I mean, we take, we, we work with these guys, we get a personal relationship established, we build relationships and it's a long lasting relationship. 90% of the people that go through our program are still playing golf today and still use golf in their, uh, and their as a therapeutic outlet. So, um, yeah. So let's touch stuff. on that last part. You talk about, yeah, it's fantastic. You talk about using it as a therapeutic outlet. So for for our listeners who, whether they are a military veteran, they've got a, a, a veteran in their family or they know of one, it's not just for wounded veterans, right? It's also from a therapeutic standpoint for veterans that might be dealing with PTSD or other traumatic issues as well. Right. right? Right. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, and it's pretty clear now from all the, all the, um, diagnostic statistical measurements, the DSM, all of the research that's being done. I mean, you can have PTS from a car accident. I mean, you can have PTS from any traumatic incident, but you know, trauma is a real, is a real thing. And, um, you know, the invisible effects of, of trauma, um, last a lifetime and they're manifested in bad dreams. They're manifested in panic attacks. They're man. And, you know, the military didn't talk about that stuff. And, you know, my generation, we just said, hey, I'm a man. We we shrug it off. We don't talk about it. But that whole mentality's changed now. And guys are talking about this stuff with the buddies at lunch, you know, when we have our clinics. I mean, the golf is secondary to the relationship that these guys get to have with guys that have felt their pain and understand what it's like to get shot at. And And, and you're right. We have veterans that didn't get injured in war that come through our program. Um, and you know, they get the golf training and they get exposed to the golf and they get, you know, 
the friendships of the guys. And um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, working with Disabled Sports USA, um, seeing so many guys come through that have said, you know, thank you. This program has been such a benefit to my family. And it's, been, it's given me another thing to, to work on and get my mind in a different move in a different direction. And, you know, the growth mindset that we try to establish, if you can get 1% better in golf every day, that's big, that's huge, you know? And so there's so many guys that, that I can talk about that um, have gone on to do, you know, not only play, play golf, but have done, I mean, played really well. I mean, we've had, we've had guys that have triple amputees, guys that play in the warrior open, the Bush Institute has a warrior open every year. And, there's something called the Courage Cup where guys qualify nationally to play in sort of a Ryder Cup format against Europe. And we've had a number of guys on the SMGA go through the program that have qualified for that. And, um, you know, it's pretty cool when you get guys like Ben Crenshaw and Greg Norman to show up at the Warrior Open and get to play with, you know, PGA Tour players like Jordan Spieth and, you know, Ryan, um, I forget his name. Oh, well, it's not, that's what happens when you're 55. You, you just go blank all of a sudden. <laughs> But um, <laughs> anyway, that's not um, good news. I just so, turned fifty-five last week, so. <laughs> oh my! Well, yeah, I, I it isn't good news. But no, I I um <laughs> Ryan Palmer, that's his name, Ryan Palmer. Ryan, what a great guy! I mean, he he plays in that Warrior Open, and so you know, like SMGA for us, um, you know, the guys that on the board level and the volunteers we've seen so many great stories. I mean, kids that volunteer, I coach a high school team and they come out and they, they, we've seen documentaries and the core values that they've learned, the emotional resilience that they learn. Um, those are great things to learn because they, you can apply them to life and you can apply them in golf. I mean, when you have that triple double start, can you come back at even par? You know, what is it going to take mentally to recover? And that takes, that takes work. I mean, to, to give yourself, the right feedback in your head to recover mentally from things like that. Um, they learn it from the vets. I mean, cause these guys are not only are they physically hurting. Um, I mean, what you and I take for granted takes them sometimes two, three hours to do. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. It's, uh, it's great for, for the pros. They, we probably learn more from the vets than, than we teach them. Uh, and, and the kids, it's such a great to see high school kids inspired to, uh, want to come out there and, and take part. And, you know, so we're blessed to, uh, to have a program that's still, you know, it's flourishing. It's, it's doing well and it's changing the face of golf because 90% of the guys that, that come on our, through our program, you know, aren't golfers. Um, they didn't get exposed to golf. Uh, you know, that wasn't part of their makeup as, as kids. They played, you know, sport, other sports. And so, you know, the face of golf is changing and the military is not, is not typically, uh, the group that plays golf. Um, so, you know, we're introducing golf to people that ordinarily would never get exposed to it. And, um, so the landscape of golf is changing and the faces and, you know, the people groups, they're all, it's all changing. And, and obviously Tiger has a lot to do with that, but you know, um, there's a melting pot of people that play the game through our organization that wouldn't ordinarily get exposed to it. Jim, I want to switch gears momentarily. And, um, speaking of lessons, one of the things that I, I wanted to get, uh, 
couple of things from you tonight are lessons for all of us, right? To, and for the folks up in your area that are that are trapped at home and, and can't get out to play golf, what are, what are some things that we can do at home that can get our golf yeah. swings going so when the courses do open, we're ready to go? Yeah, so I'll give you some three things. I, I've done some videos recently, and I sent them over to Scott Allen, uh, our PGA uh, executive director, and he's going to post them, and we're trying to get stuff. Okay, so I'll give you three things that I do on a regular basis uh, at home. And I was just doing a Zoom lesson with some guys. And the one is, okay, so, you know, in golf, you've got to have mobility, you've got to have stability, and you've got to have balance. So mobility in the trunk, mobility in the pelvis, stability, meaning you've got to be able to disassociate or move one segment independent of another. So, you know, just standing on one foot and closing your eyes, and trying to balance, or if you if you can't do that, just standing on one foot for 15, 20 seconds in the shower every day is great. Um, and one of the drills I do is I have a little, uh, you know, a putting carpet, you know, well-put putting carpet, and I hit putts three different ways. I hit it with one hand with my eyes closed, right hand only. I hit it left hand only. I hit it on my front leg with my right hand, eyes closed and eyes open. And what I'm trying to do, Chris, is I'm trying to see the target in my mind. So I'm trying to build up that visual image of the target in my mind, and I'm trying to feel at the same time what my hand's doing, right? And getting a sensation for grip pressure and the weight of the club is easy to do when you have it in one hand because the golf club feels heavy. Now, since I've got guys that have had strokes or things and they swing with one hand, some of the things that I get them to do, you know, for the golf swing, is I want somebody to get their right arm to work properly. And the way I would tell them to do that is take a golf ball, and I learned this from Peter Costas, actually, and hold it in your right hand, get in your golf posture, activate your core by just just turning your, your, uh, your abdominal muscles on with a little pelvic tilt. And you want to have that, that lower back. You don't want to have that back arch. Get in your posture, turn your left shoulder under your chin, and get that right hand like you're getting ready to throw. You're holding the golf ball in your right hand like you're getting ready to throw it at the ground. I want the palm of the right hand facing up. And and then just take that golf ball and try to throw it right at the ground. And that feeling, of course, you can't literally throw it at the ground. But the feeling of throwing right at the ground is the feeling of, of what I want that right arm to do as it comes into the ball. Uh, and the right palm is going to work down. And the right palm is going to work towards the target and at impact if you can throw it or if you can get that right arm you could use a wiffle ball right i mean you don't have to use a real golf ball i think my wife wouldn't like that too much if i threw a real golf ball on the ground but um <laughs> but using that that right arm in in a way that you're going to either skip a rock or throw something sidearm uh is a great drill and that feeling um you know, I, I would say that motion training exercises, getting your, your uh, setup position, getting some feedback like a mirror. And then uh, one of the drills I love is putting a towel, folding it, rolling it up like in a tube and putting it right around the golf ball in sort of a, a semicircle. And what I'm doing is I'm using feedback to get somebody to swing the club down from the inside. Obviously, if they, if the sweet spot of the club gets outside the target line and it's it's getting outside the ball, they're going to smack the towel. So by putting something on the ground 
to sort of trace the path to, to the to the ball, um, give somebody without telling them anything the right look on the ground. Their hand-eye coordination is going to tell them, hey, this is the path my hands have to swing. This is the path the club has to swing. So an external cue like that. And then I'll take a towel and put it behind the ball. Of course, go out in your backyard, get a piece of, you know, get a get a piece of foam. If you have a, a patio, put the foam down and put the ball down. Put the towel about three inches or the width of the club head behind, about one inch above the ground, behind the ball. And then try to hit some shots without hitting the towel. And what that's going to teach you is to get your attack angle a little steeper, get the handle leaning forward, and get in that good impact position where the flat left wrist and the shaft is slightly, the butt end of the club is slightly in front of the ball. And uh, if you can hit the ball without hitting the towel, you're going to make pretty good contact. Because you want to get that low point where you strike the ground, you want that low point to be the same every time. And so, you know, people have a tendency to, when, when they come to me, they say, well, you know, why am I hitting fat or why am I hitting thin? Well, your low point's not the same place every time. Every time, why you might be leaning backwards, you might be tilting back. Uh, there's any number of reasons. You could be coming down too steep of an angle. Another great drill: I take a golf club and I hold it on the shaft. I hold, I take my grip on the shaft about one foot from the club head, so way down on the steel. Then I take a backswing and I point the butt end of the golf club. I've got a, a an alignment stick on the ground for my target line, and I point the butt end of that golf club right at the target line. So that gets the club on the right plane or the right angle because you want that shaft to be pointed at your target line. At, at So if P1 is addressed, P2 is where the shaft's parallel to the ground. P3 is when your left arm's parallel to the ground. At P3, you want the butt into that golf club to point at your target line. And then get it up, bring it up to the top. You want you want to feel like the, 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 you know, like I said before, I like to feel like the palm of my right hand is pointing at the sky. If I'm a right-hander, obviously it'd be the left-handed for a left-hander. So motion training with feedback. Feedback is something that tells your brain and your body what to do and how to do it without me telling you verbally. That's the best way to learn. Self-discovery is the best way to learn. Well, Jim, before I let you go, let our listeners know, how can they you know, get lessons from you? Like I say, right now, you sure. talked about at the top, you're doing Zoom lessons. How can they get in contact with you? And then how can our military veterans and friends and family of a, of a veteran reach out to you and get involved with the SMGA? Sure. So, well, my website is jimestisgolf.com and you can reach me by Twitter, number one golf doc. You can uh, go to the SMGA, SM Salute Military Golf Association is smga.org. If you're uh, a wounded vet, post 9-11 wounded vet, and you want to learn the game of golf, there's a form on our website you can fill out. And someone will reach out to you. Our executive director, Scott Allen, uh, will reach out to you. Or John Riviere, who is our program manager and also is in charge of uh, managing all the great clubs that TaylorMade gives us. So we want to make sure those veterans get equipped with golf clubs. And so if you're not in a clinic location and you want some lessons from a PGA professional, nearby we can arrange that for you so uh yeah i really appreciate the opportunity chris for uh, getting to talk about smga and get uh, 
you know, we're, we're, uh, we're so thankful for our military. We're, and, and, you know, so many of the military veterans are on the front lines. So many of our police, so many of our, our, uh, our nurses and doctors, um, um, have that heart to help people. And, uh, and many of them are, are, uh, you know, many veterans go in and go into law enforcement and, and into, uh, helping people in so many different ways. And so we're just thankful that we have people that, um, are selfless in that regard. And, so we want everyone to be safe, but, uh, yeah. And my, my, uh, my number, you know, you can go on my website and get my number, but Jim asked us at, uh, Jim at Jim asked com, And then Scott Allen, our executive director, Scott at salute military org, and John at salute military org. John Riviere or Scott Allen. Those guys would be happy to help you, uh, with golf. And, 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 you know, like I said, we have, chapters we have chapters in boston we have chapters out west in washington and everywhere pretty much we're in uh every state just about um so, wow yeah it's it's great stuff jim i can't thank you enough for coming back on the show and uh and telling us all about it and and also uh the tips there at the end you're fantastic my friend i hope you come back and join me again soon uh, it's always a pleasure. And like I said, Chris, uh, for those golf junkies out there, we love your show and just keep, keep on doing what you're doing, man. We love it. I appreciate you. Thank you. Take care, my friend. Stay safe. Look forward to catching right. up with you again soon. Yes, sir. Take care now. See you, Jim. That's a great Jim Estes. Follow him on uh, social media at the number one. So the numeral one golf doc is how you can follow him on social media. SMGA.org is the Salute Military Golf Association's website. So if you're a military veteran or you know one and uh, they would like to take up the game of golf and uh, like we talked about, uh, Jim pointed out, very therapeutic. It's great to be around other vets and uh, and get to learn the game of golf or improve your golf skills. It's a, it's a wonderful organization. Jim has been doing a great job for a long time. I can't thank him and I can't recommend them highly enough. Great work. Great people doing great stuff. Again, smga.org is the website. At one golf doc is how you can find Jim.